Welcome to another episode of Shack Chat, brought to you by Security Service Federal Credit Union. Man, this morning, I'm so stoked. Uh, like, I couldn't sleep last night. I was so excited, man. The guy we got today, man, just big time, right? Making a lot of noise out there. Um, Bernie Ace, Bernie High School Ace, Arkansas commit, and potential MLB draftee Cole Phillips, man. Cole Phillips, thank you so much, man, for joining us this morning, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you, Paul. I'm super excited to be on here with uh, with you this morning, talk some baseball, and just have a good conversation. So thank you. Oh, yeah, man. It's our pleasure, man. So, uh, you know, I was going yesterday to Lido to go watch one of our 16U kids and uh, dipped into Central real quick to watch you guys a couple innings. Of course, you weren't playing, but I did get a chance to meet your dad. It was tell him I'm sorry. It was kind of weird. I introduced myself as he was on the way to the bathroom, but you know, I I was like, man, I recognize that guy from, from your photos on your Instagram and stuff. So, and, and, and Twitter, I was like, I got to introduce myself, but uh, yeah, I was like, tell him, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to catch him in an awkward moment, but uh, um, so let's get into it, man. Like, and and let's start there with just with family, you know, mom, dad, like, uh, you know, I know you got a couple of brothers just kind of run us through family and how you ended up down here in, in Bernie, Texas. Yeah. So uh, mom and dad, Mark and Jen Phillips, um, both uh, born and raised in San Diego, California, which is where I was uh, born. Um, Shortly after that, moved up to Idaho, where my next brother was born, Zach who's a junior in high school, um, moved down to Colorado. And that's where my youngest brother was born, Landon, um, who's now a sixth grader. And we've been in Texas now the last nine and a half years. But no, I mean, awesome family, super athletic family. Um, really, really close. So I'm, I'm blessed to be with them. That's awesome, man. Now, so so who's the real athlete, mom or dad, Bubba? Or do they argue about it? Like, no, he got it from me. No, he got it from me. Like, who's right, the athlete? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, every everybody kind of jokes about it, um, you know, in a competitive, fun way. But, you know, I, I honestly think both sides. Um, my mom was, you know, competitive dancer and professional cheerleader for a little bit, okay. um, which is, you know, takes some uh, athletic ability. And then you my dad was right. yeah. a college basketball player at NAIA up in uh, Ohio and then um, a school in San Diego as well. So they were both really athletic and, you know, did a lot of different sports growing up. Nice. So. Yeah, and I could see basketball. You know, dad's not a small dude when I met him yesterday. So now, did dad coach you at all, man? Or since he was a basketball guy, did he kind of at some point go, hey, you know what, man? You're, you're, baseball's your thing. I'm going to let you uh, go and do your thing. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, growing up when I played all the different sports, um, he coached me pretty much in everything uh, basketball, football, baseball. Um, but as I got to the point in baseball where I started playing select and summer ball and all that stuff, mm-hmm. he kind of took a step back and, and, uh, you know, it let me do my thing and getting plugged in with the right baseball people. But I was super thankful he was able to, you know, bring me up and uh, coach me in all the different sports. So a lot of a lot of fun memories. Nice. Now, how 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 long ago did you kind of just turn your focus to baseball and kind of let everything else go by the wayside? Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, when I, you know, just straight baseball was really just freshman year. Um, I okay. played football all the way up till freshman year, um, which was my last year. And football actually growing up was mostly my main sport. Um, And then around freshman year is when I kind of could tell that um, my future was going to be in baseball. That's when I was starting to talk to some colleges and my game was kind of starting to elevate. So freshman year is when I knew that it was probably the right time for me to just go all in on baseball. Nice. So kind of take us back to Little League, man. Where did it all start? Like, you know, I mean, give us kind of a rundown of – you know, at what point in time was was this always kind of the dream or 
you were so focused on other sports, you know, you didn't really, right. really kind of change focus until, like you said, freshman year. Right. Yeah. No. So, I mean, growing up, I didn't really know baseball was going to be my thing. So it wasn't necessarily a dream. It was just more of something I'd go out there with other kids and have fun. And, mm-hmm. and um, I was always good at it, uh, but it was just nothing super serious. It was more of just doing it with my buddies and all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, I started around age six when I started doing, you know, coach pitch and, Okay. Soon after that, uh, kid pitch. So, you know, it was more of just just to do it to do it because everybody else was and just being competitive. So anything sports in general was something I'd want to do. Gotcha. So this was never really like all the and we'll get into this later, like all the noise that's going around with the draft and everything that this was never something that was, I guess, in the back of your mind. Like, so, you know, growing up, some kids always, oh, I want to play in the big leagues. That yes. was never really kind of the. The thing, you were just out there having fun with your boys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't the thing until recently, obviously, in high school. But at the younger age, it was always I always thought I was going to be a pro quarterback or something like that. Um, <laughs> there you so go. No, it's definitely relatively new. So who's your – growing up kind of football, who, who was your who was your team growing up? Who, who did you want to be like? Yeah, so football-wise, uh, we were huge Bronco fans. We lived in okay. uh, near Denver for a while. So Broncos was my team, and – I mean, everyone on the Broncos, we love watching. So I wouldn't say there was one specific guy, but we were we were obsessed with the Broncos. So that was definitely my team. Nice. So, you know, kind of funny story. Me and my nephew took a road trip to Denver a few years ago and awesome. took, a, took a tour of Mile High Stadium, but the new oh, Mile sweet. High Stadium. And, uh, man, got to, the, you know, the tour takes you through all kinds of the whole building right and then at the end you get to go down and and set your feet you can't really throw passes but you can right. we're down on the field that's so, awesome and it, it was just it, it was crazy to look at the jumbotron and just I, <laughs> I couldn't even i couldn't even fathom being that like on game day like on a sunday what that would look like but oh, man, it, be, was, it was a cool experience yeah and of course we you know, went and watched the Rockies and all kinds of different stuff. So, man, it was it was great. I, I, I love Denver, Colorado. And as a matter of fact, one of my best friends lives there, and he's always like, hey, when are you going to come? When are you going to come? So I think I'm going to make it a point this summer to get back to Denver. But so, man, I've, I've, I've kind of looked a little bit, you know, I mean, we, we've known about you here at the Hack Shack, I mean, you know, and, and watching from afar, you know, and the things you're doing. But one of the biggest things that really caught my eye on your social media is, is the quote saved by grace. So talk to us about that, man. Where does that come from? Is that something that was instilled in the family? Like, right. you know, kind of explain that to us. So, so we know where you're coming from on that. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so I'm a Christian, um, and my faith is really important to me and, and, uh, my relationship with Jesus. So, um, any chance I have to, you know, kind of express my faith and have other people know about it. Um, I love to have that opportunity. So in my bio, I put saved by grace, just so if anybody, you know, stumbles across my bio, they can hopefully get an idea or some sort of, um, understanding that I might be a Christian or something like that. So it's something, it's just kind of subtle. Um, but I like to have it out there and it's a good reminder for me too. Every time I see it. That's awesome, man. Like, you know, I mean, we try and, and make it a point to pray before every game. And I saw you guys do the same yesterday. Um, so at what point in time, obviously we're all given gifts by God. Right. And so yeah. at what point in time did you realize like, 
he turned your arm into a lightning bolt. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, definitely. Um, this one's the easier one. This definitely at a younger age, um, even though I wasn't necessarily mainly a baseball player at a younger age, I was always the quarterback. Um, you know, I always had an arm from the outfield or if I was on the mound. And so I could always throw really, really well um, in mm-hmm. any sport. So I always kind of knew I had a good arm. And, and as I started getting older for baseball, um, when I started playing early summer ball years and stuff like that, it was mm-hmm. always, I was always the hardest throwing guy on the team. And um, it was like that each year. And so I kind of knew that I was going to have a good arm. It just really took off when I got to high school. Right on. So, man, I want to talk to, like, I've heard that you, and then I don't know if this was a decision by you or a family decision, but, and I don't want to mispronounce his last name. So, or please help me. So I know there <laughs> yeah. was at some point or time, a conscious decision to go start seeing coach Kevin. I'm going to probably oh, destroy it, but Poppy or Pope? Yeah. no okay. Poppy. Yeah, you got it. It is Poppy. Okay, yes, cool. So what led to that decision, man? What, you know, was there kind of already a buzz about you freshman, sophomore year? When did that decision kind of come about and how did it come about and talk to us? I know there's been, Everybody sees the social media and the scouts and all that kind of stuff, man, surrounding you. But along the way, there's been a lot of hard work, right? And oh, for sure. So, kind of tell us and take us through when you met Coach Poppy. What did he bring to the table? What was the decision to sto- go see him? Because he's in Houston. He's not yeah. here, right? No, so for you sure. Yeah, travel he- to go see him. So, take us through that of how you met him and all that kind of jazz. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no. So he, he is over in Houston. And this is actually a really good question. And with a pretty big turning point, I would say, in my career recently, um, so junior year, um, my season was going and we kind of had met him before. Um, so we knew who he was. Um, but junior season was going and I was pitching really, really well, having a good junior season. And um, I knew that next summer was a good chance for me to create a lot of noise and buzz as a pitcher mm-hmm. going into my senior year. So I knew it was important to me to maximize that opportunity to get better so once junior season junior season ended um we got plugged in with him and made a a family decision that i was actually going to move out to houston over the summer so i actually finished out school online in uh houston and was lived out there all summer and i was in there with uh his place is called dst over there yep yep and uh i was in there every single day working with kevin and some of the other trainers and the pitching coach over there, Dave Evans, who's, who's awesome. Uh, one of the best guys I think in the business. And so I worked with those guys all summer and they made some huge adjustments in terms of pitching and just training in general. And uh, I really took my game to the next level. And I think that was a big reason of why I kind of took off this senior season was because they gave me a really good foundation for this year. So that was a huge um, decision and a really good one for us to make. And it paid off. Now, so for kind of the general public, talk about some of maybe the the workouts, the workout plan. Was there some nutrition plan involved? And then just really maybe some of the mechanical changes that you made yeah. with those guys. Yeah. So, I mean, all, all, all three of those things, um, you know, nutrition was huge. Um, uh, you know, one of our early focuses was to gain some weight. And uh, I believe I went from about 190 to 205 um, just in a few weeks pretty easily. Um, and that was big. But training-wise, I mean, we focused on a lot of different things. I mean, to be powerful, to be explosive, and then also be balanced. Um, I think that's a really important thing is doing single-leg workouts, single-arm workouts, being really balanced and having complete control over your body and all that kind of stuff. So 
we would go through phases of workouts. We do a few weeks of strength, move on to explosive, move on to balance and kind of cycle. Um, and I saw really good results and a lot of, uh, a lot of weird exercises that people don't really think of. It's, you know, mm-hmm. baseball workouts, especially being a pitcher, you gotta be, you gotta be smart and you gotta kind of figure out different ways to, um, be stronger rotationally and, and different ways like that with your hips. So it's not your typical, you know, bodybuilding workouts or football workouts or stuff like that. So it's a lot yep. different. Yeah. Um, you're not, you're not getting under, a, you're not getting under a bench and bench pressing, you know, 225 or something like that. No. Yeah. Very rarely. I mean, any sort of bench we do would be dumbbell bench or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, single arm dumbbell bench, all that kind of stuff. But mechanically with Dave Evans, um, we hammered a lot of different stuff. Um, we had some glove side stuff we worked on, which was huge. Um, front leg stuff that we worked on, which was huge. And when all those things kind of were clicking and coming together, it really just changed my whole body movement down the mountain as a whole. So, um, you know, that summer was great. I mean, I was so glad that we decided to make that decision to go out there. That's awesome. Now, so kind of explain for the general public, when you say glove side stuff, what kind of things are you talking? Are we talking glove tuck where you just kind of, the glove was just flaring and just kind of being lazy or kind of talk to us about that change. Yeah, no, for sure. That's a good question. Um, you know, over the summer I would have, I'd be a little, um, hit or miss sometimes on, on my glove side, which would lead to maybe a little bit inconsistency on my location or something like that. And so all that it was, was, um, it was just flaring a little early, which would kind of open up my chest, um, early. And then my arm would get inconsistent at release point. So the big thing was, holding my glove side closed as long as I can. And that leads to more hip shoulder separation, which helps with velo, but it also keeps me going straight towards the mound. Once I got that going, it was huge in terms of consistency, but also velo. And that was also probably a big reason why I made a velo jump is making that change because over the summer I was, I was throwing hard. Um, I was 90, 93 with top 94, 95. Yeah. Um, but making that change is when it started to jump up big time. So, yeah, I was going to say, so where go, I was going to, that was my net. I was going to ask you that. So where did we go in terms of miles per hour from beginning of summer, when you get to Houston to leaving and now where we are now? Right. So going into Houston, um, my top over the junior season was 93. Um, I hit it twice, uh, two separate games. Um, most games I'd be touching 91, 92. Uh, was a typical top for me. And then um, just this was a crazy jump. So after being at DST for only three weeks, I went from topping 93. And then my next start, I topped 95 just in three weeks, um, which was huge. And that was kind of where I was. I stayed throughout the summer was some games top 94, top 95 a few times. I actually did top 96 once, um, which was pretty cool. But most of the time, I'd usually be around 94 range and held that throughout the summer. And then once school came here, it was kind of more of an off-season for me. So once I was done with all these different big summer events and showcases, it was, mm-hmm. you know, that off-season regime and that whole workout plan. So I didn't know what my velo was going to be, you know, uh, this year, but I ended on a pretty good note of 96, so I knew it was going to be good. Yeah. So explain to everybody, right, the difference between sitting 94, 95 to running it up and touching it. Oh, yeah. You know, big different. I mean, you'll hear of a guy hitting 95, um, and, and that's super impressive, no doubt. But, you know, they could have been sitting 88, 92 most of the game, and that's still really good velo. But there's a big difference between somebody, you know, living in that 90 range and being consistent 
Um, and so that was a big goal of mine too, was to be able to maintain velo um, throughout innings, throughout games, but also throughout the season. So a lot of that is just, you know, maintaining on a good workout routine, keeping your weight up, and then staying healthy is really, really important. Of course, yeah. I mean, you, you, you know, the you're probably running out there throwing anywhere from eighty to hundred pitches, right on a on a Friday night or a Tuesday night, whenever your start is. That takes a toll. So that's great. Let's that's a great segue into how are you maintaining during the season versus what you did in the fall. I'm sure fall was a little heavier load. How oh, yeah. are you maintaining your body and, and everything that goes with um, pitching and being the guy you are at uh, for Bernie? Yeah. So you put it perfectly. Um, the fall is definitely a heavier load and that's kind of your perfect chance to build yourself up as much as possible, get as strong as possible um, going into this high school season, because once you're in the, you know, in the midst of the season, it's, it's hard to keep making gains um, just because it's so time consuming and, can get kind of tough on your body with you know all the different games and practices so I do my best to maintain what I built up already and I have a really really good routine that I go uh, I follow day to day in terms of what I'm doing that day uh, throwing wise lifting wise and trying to eat and all that kind of stuff so I've been doing a really good uh, job so far this season and usually the hardest part is tournament play um, at the beginning of the year when you're playing anywhere between five and seven games a week um, and so I got through that just fine. And now is honestly the easy part is district when you're playing two games a week and everything's the same and consistent. So I'm looking yeah. forward to that. And so far it's been working out really good. Yeah. You know, you're either going Tuesday night or you're going Friday night every other week so, or every week. So you get some rest in between all that stuff. For sure. So, but man, you, you know, I mean, I know there's a lot of buzz about pitching man but I, I see you dropping tanks lately you know you're gonna have to you have to chill out man you know <laughs> no I I uh I do hit a little bit sometimes I um in certain games when I'm not pitching I'll play outfield sometimes DH and and so I do enjoy hitting um it's not something I spend my time necessarily working at but I'm a pretty strong kid so I just go up there and take <laughs> hacks and when I connect I connect pretty good so yeah, it's, it's fun. To, it's fun swinging the bat a little bit. Out there dropping bombs is like, hey, 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 wait a minute, man! You're, we, <laughs> hey, our focus is supposed to be pitching. You can't be throwing people off dropping bombs, you know? <laughs> no, so, I know it, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. Yeah, take us through kind of like you said, like take us through a day in the life of Cole Phillips, fall versus spring right now while we're trying to maintain. Yeah, so um, I'll give you I'll give you weekends. Uh, a little bit easier um, okay. when you don't have school. So no, yeah, perfect. Yeah, so in the fall, it was uh, very aggressive on trying to maximize, um, you know, my days to work out and recover and throw and all that. So a typical fall day would be I'd wake up, have breakfast, probably about eight or nine, um, and then I'd go over to this place called D1 Training in Bernie, uh, yep. usually with one of my teammates named Tyler, who's a Baylor commit. Actually, he's a um, infielder, he's a really good player for us. Um, but we'd go over there to D1 training and we'd be in there for about an hour and a half, um, maybe two hours and get a good lift in, um, depending on the day, whether it's an explosive day, heavy day, stuff like that. Um, and that place over there, D1 has everything for us, everything we need. So it's really, really cool place. After that, we'd get lunch, um, try and eat as much as we could, wait a little bit. And then later in the day when we'd go back and do our throwing. Um, and so I'd either throw with him, somebody else on the team, sometimes even my dad and uh, fall is a big time for me to do my long tossing so I'm trying to build arm strength build health all that stuff so I'm doing a lot of long tossing pull down stuff like that um and so I get that in 
usually I would either end on some sprints when it starts getting a little cooler, sun's going down. I'd like to do anywhere between 10 and 15 short, short sprints to work on explosiveness, but to also keep the body loose, get rid of any acid in my arm, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eat dinner. And so that was a pretty typical day for me in the fall. And that was something I was doing almost every day, staying really consistent. And anytime I felt like, um, I missed a workout for whatever weird reason, whether it's being sick or, or some weird thing popped up, I felt like I was getting behind. So any opportunity I had to get something in throwing or working out, I would. Now, how many days in the fall are you long tossing? Um, I'd say once I got into my, you know, my peak of throwing, I was long tossing anywhere between three or four times a week. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean max long tossing, but, um, I'd usually get at least one max in there and then, you know, a solid two or three, um, you know, pretty solid long tossing. And cause I think long tossing is super important for arm health. Yeah. So question, and this is going to be a dumb one. I've read, <laughs> I've read studies where you throw the length of a football field equates to supposed to equate to 90 miles an hour. So you're running it up to one Oh one. How far are you tossing it over goalpost to goalpost? Are you having fun? Like you're almost kicking field goals with a baseball from one side to the other, how's your long tossing? Going? Yeah, no, it, 100, 100 yards gotten pretty easy for me, uh, which yeah. is funny because I'll be there with my buddies and that's that's their goal. And then I can just fill that from the stretch pretty easy. But um, no, I mean, I, uh, I'd i say I'd get it up probably to 130, 140 yards uh, would be kind of my long, long, long tosses. Um, so I'm probably pushing 400 feet. And that was – and when I was doing that in the fall is – when I wasn't throwing near as hard as I am now, I was, um, you know, probably still mid nineties during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know how far I could throw it right now, but it's, uh, it gets to a point where I was like, all right, I need to dial it back a little bit. Cause that's getting pretty far, but yeah, it's all good. And so how, how's it compared to like, say today, right? If you weren't on the podcast, what's today look like for you? Yeah. So, race? I mean, the, the podcast fits into my day really nicely and it's actually you know, pretty typical day for me. I, you know, I'd wake up, eat breakfast, um, maybe hang out for a little bit in the morning, which today I get to do a podcast with you. So that's really fun. Um, but after this, I'm going to lift with that buddy uh, that I mentioned, Tyler. We're mm-hmm. going over to D1 now he was, for a good lift in. Was he on the mountain yesterday? He did. He started the game off. Okay. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, he's nice. He's nice. I like Yeah, him. no, he, he's a junior. He's got a good, uh, good little arm. He's actually been up to 90 this year, uh, which is really yeah. cool. So he can throw pretty good and um, after that, I'll get throwing in at some point today, but um, it's pretty pretty normal day for me. Nice. All right. So you actually, so let's talk a little bit about kind of what, where does that work ethic come from, man? What kind of drives you to, you know, I mean, like you got right. all the buzz created around you. I mean, it'd be real easy for you to sit back and go, all right, cool. I'm, I'm. I've already made it. I've, I've signed with Arkansas. There's a lot of buzz about me getting drafted. Um, it'd be real easy for you to kind of just sit back and, all right, put it in cruise control. So take us to what, what's, where's the work ethic come from and what drives you? All right. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, I'd say what started it or the reason why I have that drive is I've always been a super competitive person. Um, anything I do. And so whenever I take, the field for a sport and obviously now baseball is I always want to be the best person on the field. Um, and so the thing that me is being the best and being successful. So I I know know that that. as I keep advancing, it's going to get harder and harder and more challenging. And so I always want to be the top of my game, but also 
Um, and so I think the fact of having people outwork me, outcompete, and, you know, outperform drives me because I don't want that to happen. And I want to be the one at the top that people are shooting for. So that's kind of what drives me. And, and what maintains it is, um, like you said, it, it's very easy to take a day off or, or just to kind of sit back and relax when, when you feel like you're at a good place. But make me work even harder because I know um, the opportunities that are in front of me and, and things could change quickly. And so um, I don't want that to slip through my hands and that opportunity to go away. So I'm continuing to work, you know, maybe if not harder. Um, and, you know, if I'm at Arkansas or potentially pro ball, it's going to continue because I'm climbing levels and competing with really good players. So I don't think that's ever going to go away for me. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Great stuff. So with all the buzz, right, there's all kinds of buzz, obviously, about you going really high in the draft and so forth. How are you able to stay focused, man? I'm sure your phone blows up. You get text messages. I'm sure all the teams are reaching out. You're filling out questionnaires, all the kind of stuff that comes with being in your position. How do you? How are you maintaining and being able to stay focused with all the noise that surrounds you yeah no that's, that's a really good one um so i'd say right before the season started it was getting a little bit you know busy and hectic at times um it was uh it was a lot you know but i knew that um you know it's for a good reason and this is kind of my one opportunity to go through this process so my mindset was that i was just going to enjoy it and make the most of it because i'm probably never going to have another situation like this again um in my life so even though it was busy and adding up, I was enjoying it because I uh, was just taking it for what it was and enjoying the process. So um, I made the most of that. And once this started, it kind of slowed down a little bit because, you know, these pro teams know that I'm busy and, and uh, I'm working hard for my team to try and win all the ball games um, and, you know, help us, help us win a state title. So they're, they're doing a good job of kind of letting me do my thing, but I, I still know what's going on and I do get text messages and stuff like that. And, and uh, I try not let it, you know, get in my head and um, distract me from what's going on with high school baseball. But it's definitely there and it's noticeable. And like I said earlier, it's more of something I'm enjoying right now and not letting uh, pressure me or get me nervous, taking it for what it is. So that's a great that that that's a great point. So to my next question is, so take us through the first time you see a radar gun and, and scouts there, whether it's college or pro, right? To now, is it something you just have grown used to, or is it still kind of make you nervous seeing, you know, all the radar guns pop up? Yeah, no, I, that's a good one. People might not really kind of understand that feeling. It's it's uh it's definitely special the first time you're on an opportunity like that. And I don't remember um, exactly when, but I was going to some college camps and showcases my freshman year, and I would see you know, the college scouts back there with the radar guns. And it was definitely a little bit of nervous excitement because uh, I've never done anything like that. So it kind of puts you um, out of your comfort zone a little bit. So you got to learn to calm yourself down and be able to deal with that. And I was able to experience that when I was going through my recruiting process. And then this summer is when I experienced it with the pro level. Um, mm -hmm. I'd go to these events and there would be anywhere between 10 and um, even at the area code games, 400 scouts that were there with radar guns. So it was pretty unreal. Um, and I got used to it over the summer and almost like when you're on the mound, if the good pitchers, they, they zone it out and they know how to lock in and just pitch the pitch. Um, so going into this high school year, when I 
afraid of guns. I was, you know, completely used to it and don't even notice them back there. And if I have a bad pitch or a bad at bat, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me at all because I go right back at the next guy. So it's cool having them there. And, um, you know, they come watch my warm up, they come watch my bullpen and they get, they get pretty close, but it doesn't really bother me. And I think it's a pretty cool experience. That's awesome. So let's talk about them Bernie Greyhounds, man. So, um, you got some dudes over there, man. And my boy Caleb uh, actually plays for the Hack Shack. He's helped us out a couple of summers and saw him yesterday at second base. But you boys got some dudes out there, oh, man. Yeah. And, uh, you got a big-time catcher behind the plate. I mean, <clears throat> you guys got a chance to make a run, man. What? So how are you guys as a team staying focused? What's Obviously, the goal is to make a run at state. So um, – what do you yeah. guys do day in and day out, man, to get you ready for this run? And, like, again, kind of keeping everybody focused on the goal at hand. Yeah, no doubt. We have a very solid team for sure. Um, and we kind of got a little taste of what it was like having a run last year. Um, we only made it to the second round, but we lost in a really close battle to Sinton, who was one of the highest-ranked forays and ended up going to state. Yeah. Um, and so we knew that it was, it was right there for us last year. And so we got a insane um, – for a and even just high school baseball team in general i mean we got uh like five d1 guys um got a couple of juco guys and just a bunch of athletes on our team and so these guys know what we have a chance to do this year and they're working super super hard to to all contribute um, at whatever position they're playing or whatever their role is so the guys are all bought in and it's pretty special to be a part of because we're all super close really good friends and um the guys work and, and like you said our catcher back there Rashawn, um is unreal uh especially from my standpoint as a pitcher to have a guy back there that I trust calling pitches and yep. and making plays and all that stuff. So he's been a huge part of our team's success this year, especially at the plate as well. I mean, the kid's absolutely mashing. Um, and we got a bunch of guys swinging about right now. So it's a pretty fun team to be a part of. Yeah. And then they throw you in there if they need a bomb every now and then. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they put me in there to <laughs> hit a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, you, you mentioned, I know you guys got a lot, like I know Rashawn's going to Texas State. I mean, you, you know, you got a Baylor commit uh, yourself. I mean, how how's Coach doing? How does Coach do and deal with all the different personalities, man? Again, right? Like, it's real easy to sit back. Hey, I've already committed. You know, uh, how's Coach dealing with all the different personalities and all the dudes, man? He's You know, not many coaches get blessed with a bunch of horses in one year, you know? Yeah, for sure. No, and our coach our coach knows that, you know, we're a pretty talented team and uh, probably one of or if not the most talented team he's had. So he's, uh, he's a really good coach and he runs, you know, um, a good schedule, tight schedule. And so nothing necessarily changes from practice standpoint or coaching standpoint of, of the players he has on the field. But he definitely gives us a little bit more say-so and a little bit more of um, leeway at times to do maybe things differently just because um, that's why maybe we were successful at something. Maybe it was hitting-wise or fielding-wise or whatever the case may be. So um, in, in terms of games, he kind of sits back sometimes and lets us do our thing because we know how to play ball really well and we've been playing really really good lately. So um, he's he's been awesome in terms of supporting us and uh, coaching us and getting us to where we need to be, and the guys have been making the most of it. So it's it's been a good partnership this year. You know, I uh, we we talk a lot. Sometimes there's, you know, there's there's some of these high school coaches that can overcoach, right? And right. then you've got to to be a good coach. To me, you got to be able to sit back and just let your horses go and run, right? Sometimes. Sure. So it sounds like he's doing a great job of that, man. That's awesome. So 
I hope you guys make a long run, man. Like, like I said, I always Thank like you. to support everybody in the kind of San Antonio area, man. Like, see, uh, I'm originally from Corpus, so baseball's God down there. So, oh, yeah. you know, I got a lot of kids that play for us that go to Cal Allen. So Cal Allen and Sinton at some point in time, you're probably going to see one of them. But, uh, you know, uh, I'll definitely be at that game, man. But I wish you guys – I hope you guys make a, a run to the dance. That'd be – very fitting to to go out in your senior year going to state, you know. For sure. No, so, awesome. Thank you. Let's talk Arkansas, man. So commit to Arkansas, right? Yes, sir. What what was it about Arkansas that that was like this is this is gonna be my home um for college? Yeah, so I mean this summer, um I kind of did the whole recruiting process, uh going to these different schools and talking to different schools and um obviously Arkansas was one that I visited and um, just the feeling on campus was a little different. And I tell people, um, younger kids, giving them advice whenever they're going through the recruiting process is, you know, all these schools are going to have, um, you know, really good facilities and the coaches are going to seem cool. But a lot of it comes down to the feeling of, you know, like where you feel at home. And so it kind of hit me when I was out there that it, I just felt really comfortable there and uh, stuff like that. But there was also more that kind of went into it because I wanted to go to a college where I know that it was going to be competitive Um and a team where it's going to be successful and have a chance to go win a college world series, but also a place where I was going to develop um, as a pitcher. So if I go to Arkansas and, and I'm there pitching, competing, I also want to be, you know, developing. And so the pitching coach, Matt Hobbs at Arkansas is unbelievable with, with um, his opportunities for his pitchers to get better. And um, the pitching lab that they have down there where, you know, they have all the data that they can, they can feed us after a bullpen mm-hmm. or after a game and, and uh, the weight room and stuff like that, nutrition plan. So I'm going to go to a place where I'm going to get really solid development and continue to get better and better every day. Really important for me. And I thought that place kind of had all those, you know, those different tools and opportunities there and was really just the perfect place because they were very, very good team, um, really good fan base um, and support up there. And then also just the opportunities behind the scene as a, you know, getting better and all that stuff and as a student. So I just thought it was, it was a really good place. When you were there for your visit, did they hit you with the uh, the pig call or no? Uh, they they did kind of. <laughs> we went to a football game and I got to see it there in live action. Um, and then uh, walking around, there was they had a little inner squad going. There's some fans there doing it, so it was pretty cool to see. <laughs> right on, that's cool. I would love to see that uh, in person someday, man. Some of oh, these it, colleges, some of these colleges, man, have some great traditions, man, and and they're no exception to the rule. So. You kind of talked about advice, right? So any kids, parents listening to this podcast, what advice are you would you like to get out there for parents, for kids um, looking to be recruited to play college? And, you know, I don't want to say drafted because, you know, those guys, those guys, guys like you come along every now and then. Right. right. So let's just try our job has always been at the Hack Shack. I just want to get as many kids I can to college and yeah, for get sure. education. You know, drafted, yeah. if you get drafted, man, bonus, right? Great. But the reality is, for most kids, that's not a reality. For sure. But if we can get kids to college, we're doing our job. So give us some advice for kids and, and parents out there listening to what's it going to take to get your kid or your son or even daughter in softball world to college, what to expect, just uh, – Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a few things. I mean, I'd say the first, 
saying that, you know, maybe people understand, but I still want to say hard work is going to get you where you want to be. Um, you know, you got to find opportunities to get better anytime you can, because, um, you know, being successful at the high school level is one thing, but to be able to, to go to college and be successful, there is a whole nother level. So you're competing with not just the kids in your area, but kids all across the country and even some opportunity, like some places, the whole world, um, in terms of baseball talent. So you never know who you're competing with at any sort of any moment in time. And, um, you know, the more, the more time you put into working out and perfecting your craft, the better you're going to become, but also the more confident in yourself you're going to become. And I think confidence is a huge thing as a, as a baseball player in any sport in general and really anything in general. So I'd say continue to work hard, all those things. But in terms of recruiting, there's so many ways to go about it. But if you're, if you're a good player, you work hard and you're confident, I think the best thing is to get in front of coaches as much as you can. So when I was a younger player, um, going to these college camps and getting a lot of one-on-one time and personal time with them on their field was was really, really big because they could see you, you get to meet with them, they get to meet your personality and all that stuff and um, showing them that you're coachable and all that kind of stuff. Coachable, competitive, and that's that's really what they want in a player. So get in front of coaches as much as you can at these camps and showcases. And if you have some talents and they see that um, and they like your personality and your worth ethic, ethic then you know there's a good opportunity something might happen but um just just know that you know everybody's route is different um some kids get seen right away and some takes longer but if you really want to play uh at the next level there's an opportunity for you awesome so let's get into the good stuff man draft is around the corner sir kind of take us through all the nerves you got anything set up for draft day? Like parents going to barbecue? Like, uh, like you're going to be at home? You're going to be at the draft? Like, take us through that, man, and all the nerves and everything and all the buzz and sur- that's surrounding you right now. Like, it seemed like out the gate, every game, there's 30-some-odd scouts with radar guns in the, in the, in the stands. And, you know, so kind of take us through – your expectations, I should maybe say, of this process. Obviously, I mean, high school and making a run to state is priority. But after that, then I guess we got to kind of switch focus, right? But right now, kind of, is that just in the back of your mind? Or, you know, is it something that's got to be hard for you that because everybody's talking about it, right? So, right. Take us through that. What are your expectations? Do you really not have any? You know, just take us through the whole this whole process, man, that you're going through. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of buzz going on. Um, you know, coming into the high school season, I, I was uh, I was on some radars, but I, I wouldn't say I was necessarily, a, you know, a big-time draft prospect. Um, and so my goal was to put myself in a position where I was, you know, one of the top players in the country. And so I feel like I've – you know, gotten myself to that point and I want to keep building on that, but there's a lot of buzz going on and, you know, there's always these new draft rankings coming out and I'm always seeing them and seeing where I'm at. And there's a lot of different opinions of um, just the draft in general or where I'm going to be. So it's hard not to see all that different stuff on social media and whatnot, but yep. in terms of what will actually happen after the high school season is I have two amazing opportunities. Um, whether it's Arkansas or pro ball. And it's like, it's, you know, it's a very big decision. And what we've been talking about as a family is like, hopefully whatever decision I have to make is an easy decision. 
and the door kind of just opens for us and we know which way to go. Mm -hmm. Um, We're hoping it's not a hard decision. If it is, it's, you know, it is an extremely tough um, decision to make. So, um, you know, if the draft is a possibility, um, if I get invited to go to the draft, that would be pretty special, I think, um, being there in person. But if not, there's some pretty cool places in my town where we could maybe do like a draft party or or something like that. But that's uh, that's if I'm in that situation. Because um, if not, then going to the SEC and competing uh, against the best baseball league and all of baseball all college baseball with you know yeah. one of the best teams in college baseball would be an unreal experience so it's it's a little early on for what i know is going to happen mm-hmm. uh, but there's definitely a lot of moving parts so it's exciting that's awesome man and I, again man myself and and everybody at the hack check is is rooting for you man and, and we're keeping a close eye on everything going on so um you've done some really cool things right so obviously like area code I've seen you played at City Field. I mean, yeah. What's kind of been your favorite moment or or place to play, or of all the different things that you've been afforded, uh, you know, experiences? Yeah. What's been your kind of favorite? Yeah, I've gotten this question a few times. I always, I always feel like it's so hard to answer because these all these different events are really cool in their own way. Um, you know, I'll just say Area Code was special because I don't think I'll ever do anything like that again um and if anybody has the opportunity to go play at area code like 100 percent, do it because you're going there and there's legit probably 600 scouts um in the stadium and about 200 of them have guns and there's agents every there's agents everywhere and it's it's pretty unreal experience getting to see that many you know professional baseball people in the same spot so that part of area code was pretty unbelievable um but in terms of actually playing i'd say it has to go to City Field with New Balance Future Star Series. Yeah. Um, just getting to play at City Field under the lights, uh, and I, I was able to start Game One for that that uh, showcase was pretty pretty special experience. Getting you know to use the locker room and warm up in the bullpen and and take the field at that kind of a stadium was uh, unreal. So I say in terms of playing, it was that one. But each one of these events had really cool you know things that they had to offer. Yeah, experiences. That's awesome, man. Yeah, so, man, Cole, thank you again, man. I want to thank you so much for joining us this morning. And um, we kind of like to do something to take it, something fun to take us out. Yeah. Um, We call it the hot five. So it's just kind of some random five questions, man, and just you answer. And it's just kind of something fun we like to do. So For sure. Number one, we're not on any nutrition plan. What's your favorite food? You go on Mexican, you go on pizza. What what what's mm. your go-to? Man, I I got to say that I could never pass up um a good steak. I I'd, I'd say that I mean that's that's got to be my go-to meal, my my number one meal cuz I mean I'm constantly eating steak but I never get tired of it. It's it's got to be my number one. Nice. So where's your spot in uh, in San Antonio or Bernie? Like where's your favorite steak spot? Well, uh, this kind of an unusual one. I'm I'm sure you probably know of it. Uh, my spot is that Brazio's place by the Ferrari dealership. Yes. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. All, all you can eat. You know, a bunch of different kinds of steak, and it's unreal food. So anytime I have an opportunity to go there, I'm all in. Hey, do they ever kick you out for eating too much? Like, hey, Bubba, you, hey, <laughs> we got to cut you off. We're just oh, gonna man. turn your card over. 
you know, for you. So. Oh, no, not not yet. But it's always a competition with me and my brothers of who can gain the most weight after one meal. So that's always fun. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I love that place. This place is solid. Oh, yeah. Uh, num- number two, any game day superstitions that nobody knows about or even if your teammates know about them? You got any game day superstitions? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't have anything like um, – necessarily super out of the ordinary but i do have one when i pitch uh it's kind of a weird thing and it's really not even anything to do with anything baseball related it's um i always park in a different spot um than i usually park when i pitch um there's this parking lot right next to our baseball field that i always park in um but when i pitch i pull around and i park in this one spot every single time by the tennis court and then i walk into the field the backside um so i always do that when i pitch it's kind of weird but that's that's my one thing <laughs> that's one i've never heard i got to be yeah. like parking in different spots i've heard different socks and on wash uniform with it like we've heard a lot of different ones but that one is different <laughs> i heard that <laughs> yeah it it is a little different but it's it's been working for me i guess this year Nice. There you go. Keep a, if it's not broke, don't fix it, baby. Just keep keep going. You know, um, number three, if you could face any MLB hitter right now, who are you calling out? Oh yeah. I mean, this is, this is probably a fairly generic answer, but I have to say it. Um, I'm definitely challenging Mike Trout. I mean, if I can get that guy out or strike that guy out, that is like ultimate bragging rights in baseball. So I have to pick him. Uh, Hey, Trout. Cole Phillips coming for you, baby. He's going to be coming I'm at coming you. for him. Coming for him. Um, so switch it up. Number four, if you could trade places for a day with any MLB guy, who would it be? Um, Man, that's, that's also a tough one. I would say Mike Trout just because he's at the top of the game right now, but I'm going to change it up just a little bit. Um, I'm going to stick with pitching and I would say probably Jacob DeGrom. Um, that guy, you know, he was hurt a little bit last year, but I truly believe he's the best pitcher in baseball right now. And getting to see kind of like his preparation and like what he goes through throughout the day and his approach to, to pitching in baseball would be really, really cool for me. So if I was able to trade places with him, I think that's who I'd pick. Nice. Yeah, man, you pick some some heavy hitters, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those are good ones. All right, last man, last one man, and we're gonna get you out of here. Now, I know I sent you a list, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna change it up a little bit. Okay. All right. All so right. get drafted, sign for 10 million. <laughs> What's the first thing you're doing? What's the first thing I'm doing? Oh man. This this is gonna be a boring answer, but I'm I am investing. Um I don't <laughs> My, there's, hey, there's there you go. I thing. gotta give you that one. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's not necessarily one thing that pops in my mind of what I'd buy. Maybe, maybe a new truck. But other than that, um, I am investing my money as soon as possible. Nice, man. Awesome. Great, great answer. Everybody out yes, there, sir. listen to this. Listen to this. Oh, yeah. Hey, Cole, man, again, I can't thank you so much, man, for joining us this morning. It's been such a pleasure, man. It's been great to watch your development. Like I said, we've been watching you from afar. And, man, I wish you all the luck in the draft, in the season. I hope you guys make a run to state. Um, But, man, I'm going to definitely come out next time you uh, are pitching and personally introduce myself, um, not just to your dad, but to your mom and and the whole family, man. I want to meet everybody. So, again, man, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure, man, having you on. 
No, no, I no. Thank you so much as well. I mean, this was really fun to get on here, talk baseball with you, and uh, just have some fun hanging out. So I, I really appreciate it as well, and taking your time to have me on it. I really enjoyed it. You got it, man. And hey, we'll have to run it back, man. If you get drafted, we'll we'll run it back and have a a draft edition. All right. Oh, for sure. Shoot's coming. All right, Bubba. Hey, hey. Good luck this year, and go Greyhounds. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yes, sir. We'll talk soon. All right. Have a good one. You too. Bye bye.